tale as old as time. A former adventurer brought back to their old ways. A Goliath with a heart of gold that made a simple but costly mistake. Finding each other and helping each other through one tough adventure. Will they make their way safely? And will there be justice for all? Hey everybody, Kurt here, another episode of the MFG cast, but this time we're going a little bit different. You probably probably even haven't even heard my voice on a role-playing game for probably since the last time me and John Haremza, that guy, he's pointing at himself, you can't see it, why am I even saying it? Last time we actually did a role-play, but this time we're going to be doing something kind of familiar to people out there in Dungeons and Dragon land. We're going to play Dungeons and Dragons. Can you believe it? I'm excited about it. I get to D I get to DM GM. I don't know. You, you can call it wherever you want. Most people say DM dungeon master, that kind of thing, but I'm really excited because I haven't GM for quite a bit. Last time I GM'd, I'm gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. It actually went horribly, went super horribly. I, was going to do something really fun. And it's funny because I was just talking with the guys that are going to be on this, this role play. I listened to a podcast where they do this thing where they take people from the real world and throw them into D and D. Well, I did that actually. I took a couple of my buddies and I took their personal beings and threw them into D and D. And I thought it was just such a great idea. And when we did it, I found out at the end of this small session that we had that they told me that I did terribly because I didn't listen to them at all. I just kind of went on my own spiel and did my own thing. And I was, to tell you the truth, I was very embarrassed about it because I'm usually not that guy, you know? I usually don't do that kind of stuff. But, but I promise you this one's going to go a little bit better. <laughs> Actually, it better go a lot, of, a lot of it better. I'm really excited about it. We're going to play some D&D. But let's introduce our awesome players before we kind of get started and have them kind of introduce their characters kind of briefly too. So I have got the aforementioned, the aforementioned, boy, words are hard. John Haremza. John, thank you. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Thank you. I'm sure everybody's tired of hearing me already. Oh God. Are you kidding me? I'm on another actual play. (laughs) Yeah. They're, they're about as tired of you talking as me. So if they, if they're, if they're listening to this for even a couple of minutes, they, I have to give them a lot of credit. Hey, look, I gotta say you muted us beforehand and prevented me from being able to interrupt you in the show thing. And I am very upset. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) That's my thing. Very professional. It's a very professional thing to do. That's right. Remember that for next time. (laughs) Chomping at the bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now I gave John all these ideas now, because that's what I do for our fear fear itself game. And he like just before he, and it's funny because he knows it's coming and yet I still get him every time. I love it. (laughs) I think maybe you'll forget because, you know, we're running late and we got to get going. And nope. I'm like, hello. Hey, this is Kurt. Hey, <laughs> yourself. Yep. I love doing it. It's my favorite part of the whole thing. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your character? Oh, Jesus. I see you the background. I don't know. I don't know. I know you did. But you know what? You can just, you can do it in a little snippet. You don't have to go too far about it. Well, I'm going to read the whole thing. Come on. It's only like oh, Of course days. you are. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody, come back in about 10 minutes. Strap in. Yeah, that's right. Is this what you wanted? Am I doing good? Yeah, you're doing great. <laughs> you're doing great, buddy. Yes, I didn't actually realize that this wasn't a uh, Legends of Tabletop thing, so I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but now that's cool. It's, I like it. This is good. This is good. <laughs> All right, settle in, everybody. Selenar was an adventurer, but he was also an observer. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to do all that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. I literally me. thought you, you were going me. to do it. <laughs> yeah, you got me. That was good. <laughs> All right. So my character's name is Selenar, and the last name, fuck the last name, Ularin. I, I love it. You're the one that made up this character name, and yet you're just all, you've already get, 
you've already gotten rid of the last name. No, I it's, it's my to fuck last name. I like that. Yularen. <laughs> it's Yularen. I, I, I had to practice the other day. I said it for like 10 minutes going, Yularen. Nice, <laughs> nice. Fuck. I'm just going to call you Selly. Oh, uh, Jesus. All right. That's fine. <laughs> uh, so he's, a, he's an elf. He's a former adventurer. He's uh, since retired. Uh, he's like 500 years old, which I guess is about middle age for, uh, for an elf. I, was gonna uh, say, I thought you were going to say he's about your age. Well, I mean, yeah, that's probably true too. <laughs> he he wound up being, long story short, he wound up being the uh, the sheriff marshal of this this town that I'm in now, which is called Fairreach. He became the marshal of Fairreach. Uh, he had, was in town, uh, heard about some attacks from a creature. Uh, he decided to go investigate at this time. He was still an adventurer, and there was an Etten who had stolen a, a fair maid from the uh, from the town. So he went in and by guile and strength uh, rescued the fair maid. Uh, they fell in love. She was a human, but he gave up his life of, of adventuring and settled down. Uh, after many years of being there, uh, they eventually asked him to be the sheriff. Uh, they, I guess, respected his age and wisdom. Uh, and he's been there ever since. All right. Awesome. Oh, and he's a fighter. And he's a fighter. With, with dual what? wielding. Dual wielding. With what did you say, scimitars? Yes, yeah, scimitars. And scimitars. no, he's not that. Don't even say it. Don't even invoke it. <laughs> Is he Aladdin? <laughs> no, no, that would be better, maybe. <laughs> All right, and we also have John Beta. Now, just for people that want to know, like his name is John Neary. We're gonna call him John Beta just because too many Johns, too many cooks. So we're gonna we're gonna stick with that. But John, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and the character that you're playing? Well, a little bit about myself. Wait, no, no, I, there's nothing about me. I'm I am no one. I am nothing. <laughs> well, there so, you go. Easy <laughs> yeah, enough. That's a little bit about me. I'm nothing. I am playing a, a Cravoy a food chaser, Nola Kavea. He is a Goliath paladin, and uh, it's a vengeance paladin. So he's got a, a lot of sort of rage and drive behind him to right wrongs and protect what he now views as his new clan is this little tri-state area tri-town area tri-state area uh finis and ferb tri-town area right (laughs) so he views this right now this little area as his new clan because his old clan was completely wiped out and he was off trying to find his next meal and he totally wasn't there for his clan. They got completely slaughtered by some raiding barbarians. And when he came back, everybody was gone. He was very shamefully given the middle name Food Chaser because of all of his shameful food chasing. And uh, now he sort of wears that as not really a badge of honor, but like a reminder to never, never let your clan be slaughtered by marauding barbarians again. Oh, and he's fiercely loyal to Selenar. <laughs> Do we need to go into that? Like how I was so de- I was Crab was very down and probably going to end his life, but then he met Selenar and Selenar kind of picked him up, dusted him off, and there was something about him that Crabboy really latched onto, and that's kind of where we're at. Very cool. The way I, my head cannon is some something to the effect of like you know you're you're sitting at the edge of a river on a cliff or something, and like you know petting the rabbits, yeah. Well, yeah, and he like happened to be walking through, and you're sitting there with like a fucking pie, right? And you're considering throwing yourself into the water, and he's like, you know, that's not going to solve anything, mm. you know. Like what's and then like we start talking, and you come back, and because I, I'm assuming you were kind of wandering at that point. Yeah, I, right. It was just like no, no more clan. So I just there's nothing left for me. So that's. But yeah. now I'm, I've latched on to to you and this whole situation. Perfect. Never again. <laughs> there you go and just a little background before you get into the story then so i'll just add like you know i'll say that selenar actually took you under his wing he had been a sheriff of of his own town john do you remember the name of the town that you called fair reach fair reach that's right that's right and uh kind of took you on took Kravoy under his wing and kind of taught him the ways of the law and became his one-man family basically at first but then kind of brought in his daughter 
Um, I'm going to say that, did you talk, you didn't talk anything about John, you didn't talk anything about your wife or anything like that, did you? No, she's, she's been passed for, well, maybe, I guess, maybe, well. Well, here, here's, here's what I'm thinking. So I'm, I'm thinking that you've been, you've been sheriff of this town for about 20 plus years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And and then I'm also going to say that you had your wife, you are, you're a half elf. You live to be, you know, very old. Uh, I'm full elf. Oh, full elf. I'm sorry. Yeah. And my, my, uh, my daughter would be half elf. Then. Gotcha. Yep. And your wife was human and yep. she just lived through old age. And right. uh, I'm going to say about 10 years ago, she passed. Okay. That makes sense. Yep. You know, in my, when I was thinking about it originally, I'm like, Oh, you know, it was a long, you know, it's, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah, like, yeah. She, my daughter's like 30, like can't be that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I'll say about five years ago, you met up with, Cravoy and took him under your wing. And then I'm going to say about a year ago, uh, daughter went missing. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So you guys are actually, okay. So going back now, I don't remember if I talked about this. So now (laughs) (laughs) Selenar actually helped Cravoy be sheriff of one of the other tri, uh, one of the the other towns of the tri town area, which we will call Shifang. If you need to know how to spell that, that is X I F A N G. That is Chinese for West. Way off oh, already. <laughs> X-I-F what? A-N-G. Now, it's a small tri-town area that's ruled by Queen Flupnalia. You need to spell that too. There's it. That's F-L-U-P-N-E-A-L-E-A. She rules this little town of Shifang. She wasn't always the ruler of this little area. She was actually the daughter of a very prominent family of the Frupnelias. Quite a bit ago, there was the Great War of Lantanac. Here's another more spelling. L-A-U-N-T-E-N-A-K. And the Great War started when Queen Flupnelia, her parents, they found a little boy in the forest. Found a little tiefling boy and decided to make them their own, make him their own. Raised him to be a very good child, very nice boy, until someone from one of the other continents, one of their sorcerers had a vision, basically. And the vision was that this boy was going to wreak havoc over the world and bring the second coming of you know, death and destruction. And so without any science behind it, without any really backing, like it just, the people of these neighboring countries decided to try to take this boy and slay him. And in doing so, this great war happened and the boy was actually taken into, taken as prisoner and slain. Hmm. That, is that the story, or is that what is known? That is that is part of what is known. Yes, because it was. It's not a thing where there was a any evidence of a body. That was just. It was. We have taken him. He is slain, and that's pretty much it. Also, which the the thing that also kind of makes the story more lore is that once this happened. The forces on the other side, the side of the Flipnalias, they were able to overcome and take over the other continent and pretty much took out the generals and took out some of these figureheads and stuff like that. So technically they won the war, but you know, lost out in the end. And as a I hate to say it, consolation prize is the only thing I can think of basically, but because of them feeling forlorn about you know her family being executed in this war they were able to give her a nice piece of land this thing that she actually made into this tri-town area unfortunately it's it's hard to rule even a small area when you're 16 she is a human growing up she had a very traditional family she had a family that didn't really teach her the ways of being a queen because they thought that this little boy eventually would be their king and so she learned the if you want to say it say it how you want to say it like the sexist ways of royalty you know like you're going to be a proper lady you're going to learn how to cook and clean and be a good hostess 
and she never liked that but it was just that was just how it was but then with coming into this having this plot of land and being able to make it into what she wants it to be decided she wanted it all she wanted to be a good fighter she wanted to be good at arithmetic learning debate learning from the streets there would be a tale of her going out into the night and fighting and stealing and giving to the poor again these are all rumors nothing that's been proven but we all know what happened um <laughs> how old is she now let's say she's in her mid-30s okay so the great war is a little ways in the past yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah let's say that well actually no let's say let's actually go let's go more to like mid-40s actually i like i like that better because it, okay. it kind of it separates your timeline with hers a little bit more instead of crunching it too much together. All this is not going to matter in the end. But as the years have gone by, she's been able to, you know, keep everything very steady, very orderly, sometimes to a fault. Sometimes people are like, you're just, you're too much by the book, you're too much by the rules, even though the rumors would say else or would say otherwise. But things have, and some in some of the townspeople, it's become lax. It's become, to some people, even boring. Luckily for her, she was able to come upon a old adventurer that had helped out the town, and she was able to give him a job as one of the as one of the sheriffs. That being Selenar, and then also as Selenar had been kind of building his town, he had brought brought in a an outsider, Cravoy. And it's funny because when people talk about how about the rules she is about things, like letting in Cravoy and letting him be a sheriff of one of the towns, she got a lot a lot of pushback. Very much like Queen Flupdalia <laughs> went to the mat for Cravoy because she oh, with even with not knowing too much of his story because he will actually, he talks more to Selenar than he does to her. She knows that there's just something in his eyes that she can trust. And so she went out on a limb and had Cravoy take over as one of the sheriffs after one of the older sheriffs had passed. Damn. Okay, John H., what do you got? So I was going to say that, you know, when, when Selenar brings Cravoy back, like he has him, like, like he brings him into his home, right? Because his, his his daughter's out, you know, doing things. She's married, you know. His wife has passed. He's not necessarily lonely, right? But there's nobody around. Like he's got his work, you know. He's, you know, likes to observe what's going on, and like the fact that he's a sheriff kind of like really melds well with his personality because he just likes to watch people, and you know, he he finds humans fascinating because you know their their lifespan is ephemeral compared to elves and things like that. So I think when he brings Cravoy in, like, he opens his home to him and he's just, like, there. And then, like, you know, he starts, you know, what like, what do you want to do? Like, what are your plans kind of thing or whatever. Um, and, like, he kind of, like, starts working with Selenar at, like, at the job, right? So, like, he takes him out there, walking around together, doing stuff. And I, I feel like she doesn't move him into that other position till, like, after a few years, right? Mm-hmm. So, like... You know, when he's speaking with the queen, he's like, yeah, you know, this is what's been going on. And like, you know, he's helped me out. He's a good guy, like all this stuff. And then like when that guy eventually passes away, then she moves him in. It's not like he's there for a week and it's like, oh, we got a position over there. Yeah, definitely. Well, then that, that would actually, that would be the worst thing for, for the queen because, you know, just throwing somebody into it is not, not how they do things. So yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely a good point. So, you know what I, you know, what's weird is I kind of like, I kind of like where this is going, so I'd actually like, if you don't mind, I would like you guys to actually do a small RP about how you would take him out and, you know, kind of teach him how you think he should act. Hmm. I mind. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I wasn't really... Yeah, I, just kind of sit back and... Yeah, I, I'm just, just like I tell my son, I'm not suggesting, I'm just being nice about it. <laughs> So so are we so is this like a flashback sort of thing? Yeah, I like I like the flashback. I like the let's see into the mind of, you know, let's see into the life of like you know how you guys first started off, just kind of, you know, being together. All right. So so what's our relationship at this point, John? 
So this is like maybe what, like um, two years in maybe? Sure. So, so because of this thing about Queen Flipnalia that has come out about how she sort of backed your, Oh no, that would that have happened yet? Oh, two years in it must've. No, probably not yet. Okay. All right. The events of you basically pulling me out of the state that I was in, you probably, you kind of had to maybe pull me back into some sort of reality based approach to life in general. So, you know, two years in, I'm still sort of, I'm still, I'm still probably a little bit dependent on you for like social cues in this atmosphere or in this environment, because it's like more of a town. Whereas in my clan, it was a lot of, you know, like, like necessity. If you didn't have a purpose, you really didn't, you weren't anything. So like, it's, it's, it's different. So I, I think maybe I'm probably still living with you at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's probably... Like, like I, I will probably wake up before you in the morning and I just wait for you to wake up. <laughs> I, I don't, from wherever I'm sleeping, I'm, I just, I'm just sitting and uh, I'm, I'm a Goliath. So like, I'm probably taller than you when I'm sitting on the floor. Yeah, sure. uh, he's probably having a good nap because your, your, your shadow is over him. So he's thinking, he still yes. thinks it's nighttime. Right. But, I, and, and the other side of that is when you do wake up, it's like you, you're scared shitless because there's just my ugly mug just... Hmm, you are You're just like right there. Yeah, it's just time, time for wake, and it's like that's that's how, and that's how we start the day, I think. So With he you can, getting scared shitless every single right. time. So he kind of like rolls over, and like stretches a little bit. He's, oh, good, good, good. You are awake. It is, it is, it is time for for you to wake. Yeah, that um, that never gets old, Cravoy. I should come I, to expect that by now. I, I, I don't, I, uh, to what are you referring? Uh, no, it's, it's fine. It's something that we'll have to work on. I, normally when I sleep, I expect to wake up and, and be alone, but this is, this is fine. I will sleep outside from now on. No, 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 not outside. The, the bed that's prepared, I understand. It's I, a- I had a dream. Yes? I will call you, no, let me say that differently. To me, you are now Yuli. Is this okay? Uh, I think we can work with that. Sure, yes. It is the beginning of your last name. I, you see, I give names are very important, and to me, this makes it it's something uh, uh, harder. Hard. Do you understand this? I I do not, but I will take your word for it. That's that's fair. Names do indeed have power. Yes. Should we uh, off to breakfast then? Ah. Yes, to, to to breakfast, and he always stands up, and you know he has to hunch down because your your ceilings are way too low. But he never complains about it, and uh, he waits for you to lead him to breakfast. He's like Gandalf in a hobbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like we go out for breakfast, and you're like I'm, you know, you, I'm sure you've told me the whole story, but like when we have breakfast, it's like a light repast, right? Like it's a little bit of fruit. It's maybe like a couple of eggs. It's, you know, like it's an elven thing, right? So like there's a little bit of starch. It's not like food. Mm. Like I say, for like the first year, you're like, I don't know what the, this shit is great. Like, yeah, and, and you spoil the shit. Like that's, Provoy eventually just, he just learns to expect this kind of thing for breakfast. Whereas what he came for, from, was was just maybe just the opposite. Like nothing's cooked. Everything is just. I mean, actually, maybe it is cooked. I I don't know too too much about it, but I, I like to think in my particular clan, it was a lot. A lot it was like very much off of the land type shit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So having eggs is just like what? Wow, this is this is different. I like this. You know, it's just never had it before. <laughs> right. And I assume like when we leave, like as we walk through the market and shit, you're just like grabbing stuff off of like cards and eat because it's clearly not enough food for you is this not what is this not what is done like just this is not this is clan this is our clan and if that's no that's not that's not how it's done here <laughs> hey no it's you i to pay for the food the food that i provide for you is free i give that to fine. you free, but when we're out in the market, and he just like flips a gold coin to the to the baker as he's like munching on like a whole fucking loaf of bread. Uh, yes, I have uh, embarrassed you, perhaps. Yes, 
Uh, no, no. This is, uh, again, something that we have to work on. Uh, hey. It's understandable. He understands. Don't you understand? I, to, the, to, the, to the baker. Oh. <laughs> and the baker basically is just like, can't even really say anything. He's just kind of like wetting himself like, uh, <laughs> yeah. yep, that's how we do it here. You know, and it's like, you know, it turns to his, you know, his workstation or whatever, in, or his market buddy and is like, um, I have to find a new pair of trousers. I'll be back. You know, this is kind of like Cravoy Cre- reaches down and picks the the coin up off of the floor because the guy didn't catch it because he was scared that Selenar flipped at him. It like hit off his forehead and hit the ground. <laughs> and he holds it up and he, and he and he holds it in front of the guy's face and he says, "This holds value to you." And he's 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 like, uh, he's still shaking. He's just kind of like, uh, "My friend will take care of it," and then just like bolts. <laughs> and I slowly turn to his friend. This. <laughs> Hold value to you. <laughs> Basically, the other guy is just just holds his hands together like a please, sir. May I have some more? And just does not say anything. Just holds it out and just waits <laughs> for the coin to drop. And he just he, he places it in his hand and okay. nods and yep. turns. Yep. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> thank you. He like you pushes his well hands down. down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The weight of my hand. <laughs> so I'm guessing that within the first couple of years that it's a good thing that Selenar is an old adventurer and has some money saved away because the things he has to pay for (laughs) for Cravoy to learn these things, he's had to kind of put some of his life savings into it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was probably the first time that Cravoy was exposed to the the, uh, concept of payment for something that that doesn't, is is nothing. Like that coin is nothing. Mm-hmm. It, it held some value, but like yeah. trading was way different for Cravoy. Yeah, because well, exactly. you guys. So if you were like in farther reaches, like you guys probably bartered with, you know, neighboring clans. Yeah, like for like for that, stuff right? that we needed, not you know this metal piece of rock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's shiny. That's all. You shiny. <laughs> so these people love shiny things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's a good thing to learn about human beings. That's for sure. They do. (laughs) We'll kind of cut from that. I want to. I have a question for you, then, John Beta. So, how long does it take for Cravoy to feel settled? The next morning, not the next. Yeah, (laughs) I put coin in little man's hand. (laughs) I have fulfilled himself. This must be common. (laughs) One pees one's pants. Our transaction is done. Exactly. I, I mean, maybe okay. So, so two years might be like extreme for that level of, but like, it's just that's that was one of the, probably one of the earlier interactions. So probably like not shortly thereafter, it starts to click, and I think it's like probably within three years. Does that sound fine? Or yeah, that sounds good. So then we'll say about Selenar teaches Kervoy the ways, and a lot of things happen. So then we'll say within because we got this little timeline going. So we'll say the year before Selenar's daughter goes missing, you are awarded another shiny thing which you don't understand. You get your nice little sheriff's badge. Yes, there are sheriff's badges in these. He doesn't understand it, but he recognizes the significance in the eyes of all of the people in his clan. Very cool. We'll skip right to that part. So Queen Flupnelia, she pins on the the, uh, sheriff's badge on you and says... You have come... Oh, no. Okay, now I gotta find my voice. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I just want to say, it's like smash cut to... We go from that scene to this scene. Yep. And he's like in a fucking zoot suit. They <laughs> <laughs> old pimp head and shit. Like yeah, no kidding. And it, it, had to be, it had to be sewn over three years because it's yeah, so right. big. <laughs> it's just so... The town went bankrupt and like just like procuring all the linens and sewing... He's yeah. not a he's not a giant. Well, yes, basically he is a giant. <laughs> yeah, you are a giant. Yeah, giant. yeah. But the 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 badge is the only thing that's official. Like you are. Oh, let's go. Let's let's use that. So, you know, she pins it on you, and she goes, "This badge is a symbol. You may see it as a shiny rock. <laughs> you may see it as something of no worth. But the worth of this badge." 
means more to everyone around here than you will ever know. And I trust that you will take it and use it for the sake of this town, for the sake of your family, and for the sake of everything good that's within you, Cravoy. Cravoy uh, is just sort of looking down at the, the shiny rock, <laughs> shiny star-shaped rock. Uh, he looks up at, at, at her, trying to sort of, or he looks down, I guess he's just towering over. Never mind, he doesn't look up, look down. And he's got some some heavy emotions, even though you probably don't see it. Mm-hmm. But uh, he'll, he'll speak. He'll just, uh, I will spend the rest of my days honoring this gesture and protecting all of the people who view this as a sacred trust and just sort of and bows and takes like two big steps back and he's nice. six miles away from her. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So then she, she, you know, as soon as you bow and back off, she doesn't realize you backed off. So then she kind of swings her hand in a here, here is your sheriff. And then like looks and is like, <laughs> no, but no one's like, where the hell he go? You know, that kind of thing. And uh, she kind of, you know, giggles to herself and everyone has a little bit of a laugh, but then everybody kind of applauds and, you know, everyone's really excited for you. Stands and takes it stoically. Well, the the thing is, is that when Cravoy first showed up on the scene, no one had ever seen a being like you. So they didn't know how to take it. Just like anyone takes anything that they don't understand, especially something that's (laughs) twice as, maybe twice as big as most people are they take it as a threat. And there was a lot of peering eyes. There was a lot of mistrust, unfortunately. But, you know, luck- luckily you had someone on your side in Selenar that was able to not only vouch for you, but <laughs> was <laughs> but was also, like, from day one, was not afraid, was not able, it was not scared to show you any compassion, afraid to show you any... Empathy? Uh, empathy is good. I'm actually thinking more of like authority. Like, you know, even though you are someone that possibly could smash him under his hand, under your hand, Selenar just was never, never treated you differently. And I think that's what the people kind of gleamed from that. They're like, you know, we don't have to fear this being, this creature, whatever you want to call it. We can, you know, accept it and try to learn from it. And in doing so, you were able to, you know, get a lot of, a lot of uh, respect and trusting. Uh, not everyone, of course, because you know we're not perfect beings. Life is not like that, especially in a D and D campaign. Luckily for you, you had Selenar on your side. I would like to throw out there that this this event of him getting basically this sheriff hood of uh, <laughs> of the other town there. So this is like probably the highest honor that he's ever held at any point of his life. And he was always like the kind of the runt scatter maggot of his tribe beforehand. So he's got this like, like Selenar is, is his tribal leader sort of relationship and affinity for Selenar. And then this whole thing with Queen Flipnalia has sort of like cemented in his mind that she, her as this like matriarchal type figure. Just because of her station and where she sits in relation to Selenar, he sort of sees the difference, but it's like, you know, tribal leader and like matri- matriarchal presence type thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Just, yeah, that's that's where I'm at with that because this is awesome. So I would like for you, just because I hadn't gotten that, I would like to actually let you make that up. So, Cravoy, I would like you to make up what town you're the sheriff of. Gosh. <laughs> On the fly. <laughs> There's fair reach. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm trying. Yep, no, I'm not gonna. Nope. Okay, I wanted to do like a, a juxtaposition to fair reach, like unfair. No, nope, that's. Uh, let's and see. I will. I will say this too, just before you get to that. I will say that because I like the idea, because it just popped into my head. Whenever, because this is such a small community, and it's kind of just in its own area, and it doesn't really get as much excitement doesn't get as many people from out of town and stuff like that whenever a new sheriff becomes a sheriff they name the land so it's it's besides shifan which is which is the tri tri town area like that's their community like that will always evolve 
Oh my God. Do, can I hold, because th- that changes the significance of this. <laughs> That's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah, uh, that changes my direction. Can I not decide right this second? You don't have to decide the second. So Shifang is the larger area. Correct. There's a fair reach, the town that I have to name. And then if there's a third town. Or there will be a third town. Correct. And yeah, Kurt, what's the third name town's name? Not until Beta yeah. says what it is. Well, I reveal. Oh, damn. <laughs> uh, okay. so, no, it's good. It's good. This is going to be good. Uh, so, Crevoy, I've got my stuff. I want to say... Does it have, like, a Goliath sort of meaning, right? To, like, yeah, because yeah, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have sort of that slant to it at the same time as, like, you know, a nod to the, um, to the situation as how it's, like, not, like, this isn't... He's not trying to name it, like make it like a tribal thing. He's just trying to honor everything all at once. Mm-hmm. So he'll. Uh, well, as you're th- as you're thinking, I will actually say that the other town is called Quiet Feather. <gasps> okay, hold on. Something I, I got it's brewing. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, wh- as you're doing that, I will talk about why Quiet Feather is called Quiet Feather. Before Selenar's daughter went missing, she was the um, sheriff of the third town. Um, she called it Quiet Feather because she thought of it as kind of like a feather that drops from the sky or drops from a bird or drops from if someone were to even take their hand and just let go of a feather. Because it is, it's majestic and it's falling, but it's also, it's also majestic in the way it, it floats. And no matter what happens to a feather, it will always fall the way it will fall. And that's why she decided to name this that. town Quiet Feather. Beautiful. She'd been reading my poetry. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, just your fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Whatever, Dad. <laughs> so we never we never spoke of your daughter's name. It's uh, Morgan. Morgan, that's right. Her husband's name is Garadin. G A R. O-D-E-N. They've only been married for a few years. So the two the two big things that have happened is Cravoy becoming sheriff and the marriage of Garrett and Morrigan. Boy, that's too rhymey, but I did it anyway. <laughs> it's, so, it's so very good. That's right. I'm enjoying this little world here. <laughs> I think I have it. Oh, sweet. I think, I think I have it. Tell us your name. Okay. So we've got Quiet Feather, Fair Reach, and this, oh man, I don't know if it's good. You just, you let me know, but this is a, this is a thing that's, this is, this is meaningful to Cravoy. Fear's End. Ooh. That's terrible. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's not, I I, I can't. No, it's great. I I like it because. Quiet Feather, Fair Reach, Fear's End, and it's sort of like Cravoy has this sort of like. You know, like the end of fear, like if fear dies here. Yeah, right? that's that's is, great. Is that is that okay? Is no, that- I like it. I like it. It's funny because it's foreboding and yet and yet also inspiring. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> when you when you first said it, I knew what you were saying, but also then I then I also I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds very frightening. You know? Yeah, like fear's end because that's that's coming for a voice coming from a, a place of a lot of a lot of just like uncertainty and fear. Of just like you know what what have I done and like the things that the failures and then you know it's like this is just Cravoy's foreboding to begin with anyway so I mean I think that kind <laughs> yeah. of makes sense yeah that it kind of has that bent but then if you kind of like look into it mm-hmm. it's more of like a you know the end of of fear yeah is that well, anything is that okay no, it's great no it's great okay. it, right. and the great thing about it is is that there's always something to a name right when you're visiting Neverwinter you know what Neverwinter is. You know, you're like, that's a great name. When you go to Fear's End, people know what they're getting into. There might even people that go there maybe to visit, to go through or whatever, and they're like, I have to go to this place that's called Fear's End. I mean, you can't not go to a place that's called Fear's End. And it's the other, it's like the, the, the fear that Kravoy was sort of met with when he was new here. It's like he's still sort of like in. I mean, he still looks the way he does. He still is the way he is. Mm-hmm. But it's like as you get to know him and you get to see what is is going on with him, like you're not afraid of him anymore. Exactly, and that's what that's what people love most about it is some people that either become part of the community or like are passer buyers. Some go there like even the meekest of people. They go there and they think 
I, I have to do this because this is a turning point in my life or, you know, it's just, it's something that I've been picked on ever since I was, you know, yay high. I have to do this to see if I have enough metal. And as they do that, then some people, unfortunately, go back disappointed. I, I saw the big man. I saw what was there and I was still frightened. I, could, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it, you know? And then there's some people like every once in a while you'll have even like a family of four that will come through and the mom and dad and one of the kids is really scared of you, but then you'll have a little child, maybe the age of let's, you know, let's say five, you know, a human, a human child. She just comes up to you and gives you a flower, you know, and it inspires somebody that's just watching off to the side. And I can't, I can't, I couldn't even speak to this, to this being. How, how can this little girl just come up and not be afraid? Because Cravoy, he would, he would take a, something like that as almost, I mean, in his mind, as meaningful as getting the sheriff's star. And he would mm-hmm. probably take a flower or something or some little gift like that and put it somewhere on, on what he's wearing. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, and like, that's what people would see. People would see that happen too. And that would kind of contribute to that whole thing. And then he'd throw her in the river and grunt something <laughs> about fire bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. And, and you know what? And I will, I, I will say like, I think Cravoy does have a little bit of that personality and a little bit of that playfulness too, where like he, maybe a young boy will come up and be like, I will defeat the giant, you know? And Cravoy will be like, yes, let, let us have, you know, fisticuffs, <laughs> you know. Our trials begin. Like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. kills the child. A lot of, child, a lot of children died. <laughs> a lot of child death around here. Yeah, exactly. It's fear's end because no one lives enough. Uh, but, yeah it's, just, it's one of, yeah, it's just one of those things that, you know, it's like a, like a fake wrestling match where you're just like, you know, it happens and then the, the boy or the girl, whatever it may be, goes away from that thinking they're riding high. Like I've done it. And he is super, he is super rough on people who try to break the, like the chain, like try to break the, he gets uh super into justice. <laughs> like, just like, like it's like, it's, it, 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 it sometimes might get a little, I think I, maybe like Selenar, I think Selenar probably like has to like pull him aside sometimes, not in front of everyone and be like, this is, probably too far <laughs> like but there's just people who are like out who are trying to throw the balance of his tribe out like this i have like zero tolerance for that shit like negative tolerance <laughs> almost an, an intolerance would be the word <laughs> <laughs> so i, I kind of feel like then fears in sort of for the greater area and and not necessarily maybe our three towns because i'm assuming traders and stuff come through so word kind of gets around that it be kind sort of becomes sort of like a pilgrimage place mm-hmm like you were saying for people to come in and sort of like test that fear or like, what does that mean? Like, whoa, you know, what is there monsters? You know, what is there, you know, dragon? What's the, you know, and then this word starts to like spread around and people come wagons will come in and you'll see Cravoy and there's like eight kids like fucking hanging on him. as he's just like walking through the town <laughs> and, he, and he's yelling at someone who's like clearly ripping off a customer and like these kids are just like crawling all over him. <laughs> kids you must come off yeah kids you must come off of me because i must do justice now <laughs> either that or Kerboy just does justice with children and <laughs> And no one bats an eye. Like one of them could fall off, you know, and fall and break their leg, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He'll just step on them. It's a fine. Nice. (laughs) So pretty much every once a month, you have a Tritown meeting. You are actually, you are, you meet Queen Flupnalia with all of the sheriffs and you guys have a meeting. Basically you have a, you know, what's going on what can we do better kind of thing. The queen actually does have a castle, but it's very modest. It's only two stories. There's only enough for, for her and some of the people that technically work for her, but you can tell that she treats them as equals. If someone is supposed to be the person who washes her, then she will have a nice meal and a nice bed. And to some aspect even maybe a little bit of say so 
but only to her, never to anyone else. If Selenor yeah. finds out any of this, like just from his observations of her, he's fascinated because <laughs> humans are mostly shitty to each other. Yeah. So the fact that she has sort of broken the mold in every facet of her existence since, you know, becoming the queen, mm-hmm. he's, he's just, yeah, it, it's a soap opera for him. Yeah. And, and when, you know, when, when these things happen like this, like past townspeople and people outside of the towns have heard and just like a lot of a lot of people do in our regular lives they have taken that for weakness but unfortunately for them they've met an untimely doom because she doesn't take kindly to someone that wants to come in and just i stake this claim I am from this land or whatever, for I am a king or I'm a prince or whatever. It's only happened twice, and both times never been seen again. Whether we, you know, whether that's through physical means, through financial means, no one is no one is to know. But uh, between Cravoy and Selenar, they might have an inkling. She will even at points she will even invite invite them to her castle to have sparring lessons. Even with someone as big as Cravoy, she will do her best to try to find every weakness that he has. Not only to better herself, but to better him. I mean, it's the Andre the Giant fight in Princess Bride. Yeah, exactly. She never strikes to incapacitate, but she also does not pull. (laughs) So if you make a mistake, she will let you know. This is the fourth time I've been resurrected. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a cleric just waiting. Yeah, don't fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, let's just let's just say there have there have been there have been some broken arms and some broken fingers. Not not all yours. Let's just say at one point the queen was sparring with Selenar, and you know let's just say Selenar accidentally through an elbow and broke her nose and in her eyes you could see fire you could see the rage that was there but at the end of you yeah but <laughs> but because of knowing that it's her place to call on you to do these things she knows what she's getting into and therefore she can't get get on your case for doing something that you would not do yourself. He would, you know, obviously apologize and go through the whole rigmarole of, ah, oh, it's my fault. It's, you know, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, but it makes you look uh, more distinguished. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, which is funny that you say that because any time, <laughs> any time you make it seem that she is above you, you are above her, or the male and female aspect matter, you will get a nice hard punch to the face. <laughs> Regardless if she has to climb Cravoy like a tree to let him know, <laughs> yeah, right. she will do that. Yeah, like if I if I reach down, oh, I knock her down and I go to I go to like help her up. Yeah, she'll she'll take the hand and then there'll be like a heel in my chin. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. The love it. Love it. Yeah, she knows of chivalry. She does not want to be a part of it. Let's talk about Morgan. Morgan is Selenar's daughter. Now, what do, what do we say? How old did we say she was going to be? We said that Sarah went had passed 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she'd have been old. So maybe we should make it longer, right? Okay. So say she died at old age. So say she died at 80. Yep. Then that would make Morgan like 50, 50. or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, which is okay. Okay, it's yeah. it's funny because we always, I think when we do any kind of role playing game, like we have a hard time putting anybody above thirties. You know, yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah. just like you know, unless unless you're fifteen years old and you're like he's fifteen like me, he's an adventurer, he's a badass. You know, my head cannon was younger, but but older is fine too because she's still like a peanut, like I'm yeah. five hundred. Like. Yeah, I was gonna say she's still she's still a. Uh, adolescence at this point and she's also built up 
she's all, I mean, she, that had to have taken a lot of time to build, to build quiet, quiet feather up to the, to what, to what it's known for. Yeah. Yeah. And am That's I, am I reading that right? Like she was given the town. She named it that like she, she did. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Cause he probably did the same thing with her that he did with you. And she had quiet feather all set up before you came onto the scene. Mm-hmm. Nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, take, take your kid to work day, right? Like yeah. has got someone else. Yeah. Kind of arm around them. <laughs> yep. That's funny. And you know what? And it, it that's that's funny that you mentioned that because at first, that's what a lot of people thought. A lot yeah. of people thought the nepotism. They're like, okay, you brought you brought this guy in here and now you're doing this. You're done. But, but they all died because that was like 100 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's true. The, the old, fogie, the old oh. fogies have died. So <laughs> she is. How are tyrants? Uh, are we oppressive tyrants? <laughs> yep. Sorry. <laughs> you think you guys are just nice and easygoing? Fuck, really, am I Negan? God damn it. Yeah, you're, you're really ruling with an iron fist. You just didn't know it yet. Oh, God. You are the bad guy. Oh, no. <laughs> damn it. You've got too many heads on pikes outside of the <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Too many or not enough? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> See, daughter, when they misbehave. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Put their they head on this bit. Corrected. <laughs> oh, God. I want to say with Morrigan, she is more of the silent strong type. I would say that she is one of those that, just like you, will see. Now, not just see, but actually see. You know, a lot of people will look at a town, look at a person and they'll just be like, Oh, that person is blah, blah, blah. Dismiss it. When she sees, she understands. She doesn't just think like, okay, this person did this deed. This obviously makes them a bad person. This person is, has never done anything bad in their life. This is the, who this person is. She knows the ins and outs of her town. And that can be very good. That can be very bad. There's definitely both sides of the coin there. There's always people that live in, t- live in a town that want to be left alone, that want to enjoy their things. And when someone encroaches on that, they don't understand it, they don't like it, and they fight against it. It's not, not to say that this town isn't peaceful and it doesn't have its charm. But there is some underlying pressure for her to keep her nose out of some things. But that's just not who she was. That's not how you raised her, Selenar. She's just one of those beings that she wants to know it all. And I think that is a big reason why Queen Flipnelia decided that she would be a great sheriff for this town. Because... She thought that it's good to know what is going on because there's always going to be those things that are underlying. And the queen, you, you know this from, for a fact, the queen does not like that. She never has, she never will, but she doesn't have the wherewithal that Morrigan does. Mm-hmm. So as she's gone and made this town into a house she's liked it, it has not been without some strife. But fortunately for her, she has the street smarts and the cunning to be able to try to make everybody happy and work her way around. It almost makes me think of, because we always make these references of dork things like Lord Varys. Like, you know, he's, I wouldn't compare her to him in the personality way too much, but as in the knowing fact. You know, some people will come to her and be like, I would like to know about this. And she's never going to be always forthcoming unless she feels like it's right. You know, like, oh, I, someone stole from me. I know it's this person. You must, you must have this person investigated on. And then she will be like, well, I will do the best of my ability. I will not judge from what you say, but I will judge from how I come to my conclusion. Mm-hmm. And I'm she's, sure that rubs people the wrong way. Yeah, exactly. Especially yeah. in the beginning. And, yeah. it, and it's another, you know, female in charge. Yeah. Right. So yeah. like there's some of that like resistance, like, oh, well, we have the queen. 
and people are like, well, Kings, Queens, whatever. Like, I guess, you know, we just deal with that. But like, what, like how many sheriffs have we had that have been, Oh, and that's, you know, selling ours kid. Like, what's that about? You know? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Especially in, in the West, you have your old ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. Well, I I kind of feel like, and again, maybe this is my head cannon, right? So like when he rescues, uh, Saradwin and then stays, right? So like you get that sort of bump as in this venture came in, saved the town, blah, 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 whatever. So like, there's that like, Oh, you're awesome. And then like he stays, and then settles down there so that like Gorner's like some goodwill, right? Cause he's not, doesn't become sheriff right away. Like this is like years and years later. So he like ingratiates himself into the town because like, you know, he wants to observe people. And I'm assuming that it's not as racially diverse, right? So like they'd never seen a Goliath before. They'd probably never seen a dragonborn before, like stuff that would be fairly common when you're at adventuring. Like, you know, those races are, obviously not as common, but like, you know, you'd see people cause they're drawn to adventure and they want to be out like doing stuff. So there's like some worldliness and stuff. And then he decides to stay there that like, I, I think they sort of accept that. Right. Cause then they're like, Oh, it's an elf. Right. They have a long time. Like he must be smart or whatever. Like, you know, the, uh, not that they defer to him naturally cause he's an elf, but like, I think over time that sort of accumulates. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And even with the you know the people that have come through to see how this this Tritown area survives, like it actually has brought in a little more diversity that way also. So, you know, it's one of those things where regardless of how you think, it's going to be it's going to change whether you want to or not. And so, you know, with that also will bring its pluses and minuses too. So as things tend to work out, you know, you, you guys are just, you know, month in and month out really doing things the way you want to want to do them. It seems like everything's working out great. No, nothing super big happens on the radar and you kind of just go into these ruts of everything's fine. And then you notice that some days go by and reports of Morrigan are said of, of her disappearing in the night and then reappearing a day or two later. You go and talk with her, Selenar, and she just talks about, you know, I just, sometimes it's just good to get out and see what's outside of what we have here, just so I can work better at helping us here. And so that happens, you know, let's say, once a month, once a month, she disappears. When she comes back, is there anything like noticeably different? Does she like have bruises on her? Is she like walking with a limp? Is it, you know, is there anything that sort of gives away like something that she may have been doing? Yeah, Cause like, he's an old adventurer, right? So like he's wondering in the back of his mind, like maybe if she's kind of caught the bug, right? Cause he's probably told stories, you know, when she was younger, you know, when, when um, Sarah Gwynn was still alive and, you know, she sometimes asked him to like, you know, tell stories from, you know, back before, you know, tell the story about, you know, tell, tell Morgan, you know, how we met, you know, whatever, talking about monsters and adventure and all this kind of stuff. So like, he's like, she like, is there something, did she find something? Did somebody report something? Yeah. And I, I like assume she's kind of cagey about it. Yeah. She, isn't forthright into telling you what she's doing, but you see some signs like, like you said, like sometimes you'll see kind of a, a limp, but then she'll be fine. Other days you'll see her and she's just whistling. Like, like she's on cloud nine. Other days you'll see, she has a little bite mark on her, on her hand. And I ask it. So like, you know, with the limp, it's like, Oh yeah. You know, I, was out riding the horse and he, you know, you got spooked and I fell and I, and I twisted my, twisted my ankle. And then yeah, like, yeah. March, she's like, Oh, you know, I was trying to shoo the cat out of the house. Cause I was trying to like, whatever. And he little bastard bit me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or she's like, well, you know, I went on a run and, you know, tripped and fell and stuff like that. Yeah. Just those common excuses that you see. And it doesn't seem too, utterly bad and then one day that she leaves and comes back 
she looks weathered. She looks very exhausted. She looks downtrodden almost. You go to her because you've heard how she, the general feel of how she is, and she won't, she won't have any of it. She's, I'm fine. Just had a bad run-in with some, with some thieves. I just tried to steal the purse that I have, and luckily they got the worst of it. No need to worry, Father. I'm, there's nothing wrong. It's just, just a bad circumstance. Are you sure, daughter? Uh, is there something brewing that we need to discuss at the council? No, I don't think so. I think it's just, I just need to take it easy for a while. I think that's just what needs to happen. Is there anything going on between you and uh, Garadin? Oh, God, no, no. Everything, everything with us is fantastic. I love him more than, more than words could ever say, Father. He cares about me more than I ever imagined, more than I have I ever thought I would garner from him. I just, I'm very lucky to have him. And I'm very lucky to have you. Well, he puts his hand on his heart. He says, if there's anything, anything at all, of course you know that you can speak to me. Of course, Father, of course. There's nothing I would like more than to talk to you about some of the things I've been doing, but it's just, it's all in good fun. And I had just one, one bad slip and... I think I'm just going to take it easy and just hang around, hang out around here for a while. Come, come, let us sit. And he like starts busying himself in the kitchen, like <laughs> making some fucking elven tea or some shit. Uh, nice, nice. And then she's she's like, "Do you do you mind a little a little food if you don't mind too?" I just fighting off thieves just have re- has really just given me a hunger. And, and she hesitates, and he kind of, like, turns. Because they've had this sort of verbal sparring now for, like, months. And he enjoys it a little bit, but he's concerned that she's getting into something that she might not be able to handle. And she's not telling him, and he doesn't want to, like, force the issue. Because he's so uh, astute at just, like, observe. Like, it's a natural, you know, mode, right? So, like... She's not going to tell me. I'll just, I'll figure it out, <laughs> right? But he hasn't figured it out yet. <laughs> so, yeah, he'll make, um, you know, whatever. Some, something light, you know, some, something light and elven. <laughs> like mom used to make. <laughs> so then she, she'll uh, kind of giggle to herself as she's eating the food that she has. And she's like, I don't remember you ever being able to learn how to cook this well. I was with... Your mother gone, I've had to take on some uh, responsibilities of my own. That's true. I think I remember you, like, trying to make a lot of food for Kovoy and failing very badly. It's funny, though. He would eat anything that I put in front of him, whether it was good or not. Which is surprising. You know, it really is. Because you're... This is great. Sometimes your cooking is quite terrible. (laughs) Yes, well, I, I spent uh, many, many long years in this, as an adventurer, and uh, most of the time we ate what we could catch or what we uh, could find. Yeah. And Wasn't I'm, always good. And I'm just ribbing you, Father. Obviously, I'm glad for what I have. Uh, you've done very well for yourself, daughter. Well, I wouldn't be there without you, of course. I'm as proud as a father could be. <laughs> I hope so. And then, like he'll, you know, like he sits and he like puts his feet up and he starts like, because he suspects the adventuring thing. So like he's hedging his bets, right? So he like starts telling her a story about you know how he met this group at a tavern and they went on this thing to find a whatever and you know they got lost in a dungeon for like a week and they were eating rats and like. You know, trying to, like, play it up and play it down at the same time. Like, yeah, we did the thing, but it was really shitty because, like, we ate rats and, like, that's not cool. But, like, you know, they paid us a lot of money. See if she cracks. You know, see if she <laughs> says anything. You know, nice. kind of like, oh, yeah, well, you know, when I was... <laughs> nice. You know what's funny, Father, is I can tell you're getting up there in age because I could have sworn I've, I've heard this one many times. <laughs> oh. Well, perhaps I have. Well... It's a good thing those days are over, right? It's a good thing that you've settled down, you've been able to 
take this town under your wing and you've been able to do with it the best of your abilities. It's not where I would have expected to see myself at this point, but the people are fascinating. (laughs) You definitely are an observer, aren't you? Indeed I am. It's a skill that kept me alive in many dungeons. That's true. That's true. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you've been able to make it through all that that bum hip you got going on. Uh, he kind of like shifts in the chair a little bit. He's uh, stretching and elven liniments and herbs. It um, keeps me limber. Keeps nice. me young. Yeah, that's true. Must be fit as a fiddle. And she, as she goes to kind of stretch herself, you can tell she kind of winces a little bit and <laughs> just kind of like just kind of coughs a little bit and like, well, this has been fun, but um, I think I'm going to have to take my leave. I think I'm going to have to get some salve and uh, kind of rub the old bones down, you know, and turn in for the day. Yes, it was. It was wonderful to see you again. He, you know, steps in, gives her a big hug. And uh, she kind of lets out a kind of, you know, kind of thing as you (laughs) give her a hug and she's like, yeah, as always, good to see you, Father. And uh, she ta- she takes off. So you don't glean much from what's going on, but you know something is there. Unfortunately, the next day she's nowhere to be found. 